Hello everyone and welcome to In Other News. I'm your host Wild Bill and in today's inaugural episode of the brand new series from Hammer Down, we're going to be covering Diablo coming to the Nintendo Switch as well as a plethora of other Nintendo news that came out in the past couple of weeks as well as Fallout 76 and the new details that were released at Gamescom. So let's get right into it. Leading off our rundown of news on today's episode is a couple of Blizzard topics, um, which is pretty interesting. They've been in the news quite a bit lately. Uh, but the first one being that um, Overwatch on Switch was quoted from Blizzard as being feasible, but StarCraft II is less likely. Um, it's just This is an interesting quote. Um, it's something that's been talked about for quite some time um, in the never-ending saga of people asking for games coming to Switch. Um, Overwatch has come up in the conversation quite a bit lately, especially with Paladins being released i believe it was a couple of weeks ago on switch and it's working pretty well i believe it runs at uh, 60 frames per second and the graphics don't look too bad whether you're playing in handheld or docked um so it's an interesting topic that's been floating around for quite some time um my significant worries with this come from the graphics and controls which are as with any game that's ported to nintendo switch um, could really make or break your game um, having just finished up a couple games myself, as well as checking out a few online, um, Wolfenstein has been kind of talked about quite a bit lately, especially since its release date is one of those games that really didn't translate well to the Switch, unfortunately, just because this is a AAA title with a heavy graphics engine that they really had to dumb down quite a bit to, um, mask some of the flaws that the Nintendo Switch's hardware just could make up as far as gaps go between your modern consoles like an Xbox or a PS4 compared to the Switch. So it'll be interesting to see if um, Blizzard decides to pursue this. Um, I know that they have been very hesitant about it just because of those couple of concerns. Um, and with Overwatch being such a Twitch-based shooter um, that requires uh, fast-paced action and a consistent frame rate, especially if it's 60 frames per second, um, it really facilitates that competitive environment and will just help you be a better player. Um, if you're playing Overwatch on Switch, you know, if it's 30 frames per second, I don't think that'll be too bad, but it can't have any sort of hitches or any graphical, you know, texture pop-ins or blurry textures, because especially if you're playing, um, you know, long-ranged opponents, you know, say like a Widowmaker or something like that, or even a McCree, you're going to need to be able to see people um, or at least see the outline of them at a far distance. Um, and where Widowmaker has a scope, you've got, you know, players, like I said, like McCree and Soldier 76 um, that are ranged characters that may not be able to see somebody uh, because they don't have a scope. And if you can't see somebody, you're at an extreme disadvantage to those who can zoom in and shoot you from a long range. So we'll just have to wait and see if Blizzard decides to pursue this. Like I said, they were quoted as saying that, that it's feasible, but... Um, We'll just have to wait and see if they decide to pursue that any further. Um, again, they've been pretty hesitant moving forward with that, but we'll see if they decide to do it. Next, like I said, we got a couple of Blizzard topics. So the second one, um, Blizzard and Nintendo have announced that Diablo 3 Eternal Collection is coming to Switch this fall. This is a huge announcement and one that may not come as a surprise to most people who follow the internet. It was actually uh, leaked last week uh, by Forbes magazine and then officially announced this um, later that week so again it was something that kind of people saw coming it was a logical choice uh, for a switch port and it it 
it's got a lot of people excited, including myself. I've actually never played a Diablo game. I think I might have played the demo of Diablo 3 on PS4 a long time ago, but um, that's about it as far as my exposure to Diablo. So I'm excited to get my hands on this. This is going to be a really interesting game um, to play on Switch, especially with all the features they've added. Um, so talking specifics here, uh, Diablo 3, It's again, it's the Eternal Collection, which is going to include the original Diablo game, just the base version, as well as the Reaper of Souls and Rise of the Necromancer expansions that were released to the game, as well as um, any, up, any and all updates that have been given to the game up to this point. So basically the complete package and everything that you need to get started and have you know hours upon hours upon hours of exposure to the game. As far as the features go, uh, you're going to have four-player co-op. One thing that's really cool is online or couch co-op. Uh, that will coincide with Nintendo's announcement of their online service that has been teased for the second half of December of September. Sorry, um, But you'll be able to play online with your friends and hopefully communicate uh, whether couch uh, on the couch or in co-op online. Uh, so that'll be pretty cool. Also, it's going to support multiple controller configurations. Um, so whether you're playing, you know, with the Joy-Cons on the grip, on the system in docked mode or an undocked mode, or you've got the Pro Controller, or they have mentioned that you can play with a single Joy-Con. I probably wouldn't recommend that just because it's very uncomfortable uh, after long hours of gameplay. But if you're in a pinch and you want to play with a couple of people, you know, at a bus stop or at the library or, or Starbucks, something like that, I can see how two single Joy-Cons being played side by side would be kind of fun just to have have to set up and play for you know half hour to an hour nothing long term also um, cloud saves will be supported once the nintendo switch online service starts um, and it'll allow easy sign in from different consoles so you'll be able to download everything from your game and your profile um, onto other switch consoles which will be really nice especially for playing co-op and playing through missions cooperatively um, and be able to keep your progress so that's awesome uh, there won't be cross-platform play at launch which um is not surprising considering the fact that um, most developers who bring their games to Switch want to make sure that it works before they introduce something like crossplay into it, as well as the fact that PS4 is really uncooperative when it comes to crossplay. So we'll just have to wait and see for, for crossplay if they're going to have any sort of um, look of, of, of that feature um, in, the, in the coming months if they get all the bugs worked out. But um, as far as content goes, they have teased some Nintendo-specific items, including some Zelda items that they're going to introduce to the game. So um, look forward to that. And uh, just a little tidbit here at the end of this, uh, this topic. This is actually the first game that Nintendo... Um, have collaborated on with Blizzard in about 15 years. Um, the last couple were a few games that were released, released for the Game Boy Advance, but if we're going back even further, the last game that they co-developed together was StarCraft 64 on the Nintendo 64. So it's been a long time since these two have worked together, whether having the games just on their console or actually co-developing a game together. Um, so it's really going to be interesting to see how this works. Um, I'm hopeful. This, I feel like, is a perfect game to port to the Switch because it's not graphically demanding. It is an older game, but you don't really need heavy, heavy-duty graphics to make it um, playable after all, even after all these years. So it just seems like the perfect fit. seems like a grindy game that you can pick up, put down quite a bit. You know, you don't need to spend, you know, four or five hours at a time sitting in front of the TV with a controller. And then, you know, if you get up and go, you can't take it with you. With this 
on the switch, it's going to be, you know, you're going to have be, have that option to play it wherever you want to. Like I said, whether you're at a bus stop, Starbucks, um, at the library, or if you're on break at work or something like that, you can plug away, you know, maybe up to an hour and, and just work through and grind a little bit for some loot and, and advance your character up a few levels. And, and it'll just be really nice to have this game and have that flexibility of not having to be, um, bound to your couch you can take it with you and so it just seems awesome again really excited about it and um, look forward to more details on that um, that's coming tentatively this fall they haven't really said any sort of date or anything and i applaud them for that because usually what happens like with our next topic they'll announce a date too early and then it gets delayed so hopefully they stick to their guns hopefully it will come out this fall but we'll just have to wait and see um, what comes from them as far as a specific date so just like I mentioned, uh, the next game, which was a delayed game, uh, From Software has announced that Dark Souls Remastered on the Nintendo Switch is coming October 19th, 2018. This game was delayed. Let me see here. What is the date? It was actually delayed from April of 2018, which is a really, really, really long time to delay a game, especially just for one console, considering the fact that it's already out on PS4 and Xbox One and PC. Um, so again, this game, um, October 19th is when you can look forward to it alongside of the physical game release. They're going to have the, uh, Solera Vostora Amiibo that was announced back when the game was announced for Nintendo switch. Um, so that's going to come out on the same date. They're also going to have a network test at some point. Don't know when that is, but they're going to announce it hopefully before the time that the game releases, obviously to try and get those bugs worked out and make sure that online online play is working smooth. Uh, the technical specs of the game, uh, it's going to run at 1080p, 30 frames per second when it's docked, and then 720p, 30 frames per second when in handheld mode. This is not really surprising. Um, I would be really shocked if it ran at 60 frames per second in either, just because of the fact that it, the Nintendo Switch is kind of a weak piece of hardware, um, weaker than some tablets I might add. Um, so it's not surprising at all. Uh, just like Diablo, they're not going to have cross-platform play at uh, the start so we'll have to wait and see if they're going to add that in the future um, also one thing worth mentioning is that the artorias of the abyss dlc will be included in this um, this remastered version of dark souls so you'll have all that to look forward to um, glad we finally got a release date for this kind of shocked that it took them it's going to take them this long to release the game after the supposed date which was again back in april so they took their time obviously had some big major bugs to work out but glad they worked it out before they released it and didn't just ship it out in april and then it was an incomplete um or unplayable experience so look for that on october 19th 2018 Keeping with Nintendo, like I said at the top, um, the Nintendo Switch Online details were revealed um, in further. Um, like I had, I think we had mentioned in a Hammerdown podcast episode a while back, uh, we'd mentioned kind of the details that are going to come along with the Nintendo Switch Online, um, but they did mention a soft release date. Um, it's narrower than expected, um, so it's going to be the second half of September, um, which is the 17th through the 31st, um, so we'll have to wait and see when that, when between that date it's going to launch. Um, but also some pricing details were revealed, uh, $399 for a month, $799 for three months, and $1999 for a full year of service, which is just unbelievably cheap and inexcusable for being able to pay for that. What you get for that is obviously the online play. You also get cloud saves and backup. 
me personally, having gone through a replace switch that broke because of the third-party Nyko dock fiasco, I'm very glad to see them add uh, cloud saves and backup just because of the fact that if you lose a console or if you're switching consoles or if you're, say, playing on a friend's console like I would mentioned with Diablo, you can download all your save data and it's all right there so you never lose it. Um, it's kind of surprising that it took them this long to add this feature, but it's nice to see that they've taken that into account. Also, the last thing that they're going to add with that is uh, the growing library of NES titles uh, with online play. Um, so that just means, you know, your Super Mario Brothers, your Star Fox, your, you know, what have you. They're expanding. I think it's at 20 titles right now. So they're going to keep expanding that. And they have online play with that as well. So you'll be able to play with your friends online, which is something that obviously you could never do in the past with those old NES titles. So it's, a, it's, it's exciting. I've seen some complaints out there, but I don't honestly get the complaints considering how cheap it is and the fact that you have to play for basically every console's online service whether xbox live or playstation plus um, it was expected that at some point and they did let everybody know that at some point you're gonna have to pay for online um, so just glad with these features hopefully they'll keep adding more and they'll add more of those games i know a lot of people are disappointed about the virtual console but i think this is a good consolation prize so to speak um, for not having a virtual console and having access to all those games will be nice um so that ends it for the Nintendo news. Uh, the last topic here in our rundown um, is Fallout 76. Um, so at Gamescom, Bethesda reeled, revealed a ton of details regarding uh, Fallout 76, how multiplayer was going to work, and how some systems were going to work. So I just thought I'd run through that real quick, um, give you guys an idea of exactly what you, you can look for, considering the fact that Todd Howard did um, a great job at reassuring people um, that Fallout 76 was going to work, and it, it, it's starting to shape up, and it's starting to uh, starting to sh take shape, I guess I should say, um, and make a lot more sense regarding these details. Um, so griefing is going to be severely punished, which is something that a lot of people, including myself, had worries about because I didn't want to step out of the vault day one and then get harassed by all of these high-level players and then just be killed for the next five hours that I'm trying to progress. Um, so basically the way it's going to work is that both parties within a combat situation have to be participating. So say, for instance, if I'm walking along, um, just doing some sort of quest, not interacting with anybody, if I get shot by another player, I have to shoot back and hit them in order to initiate a PvP moment, so to speak. If I don't shoot back, essentially I'm a passive player. And if that player keeps shooting me, um, their damage will be significantly reduced if I'm non-combatant, meaning that I'm not shooting back at them. Their damage will be reduced significantly to the point where it's not worth shooting me. But if they do persist and they keep shooting me and they keep doing damage to, to myself and then eventually killing me, they'll be labeled as a wanted murderer on the map and then will be visible to everybody else. Um, so they'll essentially be hunted by every player on the map. Their location will be public knowledge and they'll have everybody on their tail um, wanting to kill them, which I think is great <laughs> for somebody. That's a great punishment for somebody that's essentially just griefing people for the sake of griefing them. Um, because when you, when you do kill somebody for the sake of killing somebody that doesn't fight back, you really don't get much. Um, and two, when you're a wanted murder, you're going to be hunted down by every other player on the map. And once they kill you, the reward is actually taken out of that player's personal, personal, uh, cap stash. So, 
you really don't want to go after people in this game or else you're going to be harassed by every player on the map. Um, so kudos to Bethesda for implementing that. I think that's a great feature. Um, they're also working on uh, private servers and mod support uh, for PC. I don't know if that kind of stuff will make it into the consoles, but we'll just have to wait and see. Um, so that's pretty cool. I'm really excited for the private servers, especially playing with friends that really we don't want to get in a combat situation with PvP. It's going to be mostly focusing on PvE. Um, so that's pretty cool. Also, the special system was detailed um in greater detail at Gamescom, um, detailing that the special system will still be there and you'll still be able to level up all your special stats one through 10. They'll cap out at level 10, but you'll still keep getting what's called perk cards. They'll come in little packs. Um, you can actually chew, they come with a little piece of gum that you can actually chew to stave off your hunger and they've got a little joke with inside there. So I thought that was pretty pretty neat that they included that and, and a funny little element as well. Um, but outside of that, these little perk cards are, if you've ever played a Fallout game, you'll get these interesting little perks that go along with, I believe three in New Vegas showcased it the most. Four didn't really do this quite as much. Um, but three in New Vegas, um, they displayed little random perks that would give you, you know, there was one, I think that was called four eyes that I would always pick. It was like when you have glasses on, your perception is plus two. When you don't have them on, your perception is minus two of your special stats. So that was pretty cool um, to have that perk then. So I'm glad that they're implementing these different unique perks. Um, and there are hundreds upon hundreds of these little perk cards that they're going to have. So you'll keep earning them as long as you're playing through the game so even though your special stats will top out at level 10 you'll still be able to earn perk cards and swap them in and out at will and trade them with other players um, so it's just it's a great little system that i'm excited that they're implementing and bringing back um, the quirkiness of having these different unique perks so really exciting to hear that special is, is getting some attention there um, also upon death um, if you get killed um, buy somebody you're only going to drop your junk in your inventory which means that I, they didn't mention ammunition so I, I i think you might actually drop that or or you might keep it i'm not really sure they didn't really mention it specifically but all your crafting junk essentially so your screws your metal your wood all that kind of stuff that you're taking with you to build stuff or craft different items that will be dropped um, from your body You'll be spawned pretty close by and then have the chance to go pick it back up. But if you're getting killed by somebody, more than likely they're going to pick up all your junk before you can get back there. So it's just up to you whether or not you want to pursue that or not. But you can always have the chance to go back and pick up your junk. Um, if not, you'll just have to get it back. But good to see that you're not dropping weapons, armor, all of your stuff. So then you don't have to start a square one. So that's pretty cool to me. Um, also, your house is going to be saved. You can save it via blueprints, so that way you can um, build it back up again in case it gets destroyed, so that way you don't have to worry about starting from scratch. Um, I think it's a really neat um, and easy way to get back to where you were, essentially, if you lose all your progress, so that's awesome. Um, also, the last little bit here that they mentioned is that Fallout 76 will not be coming to Steam upon release. It will be on Bethesda.net. Um, Reasons for it, I don't really know that. I tried doing some research and I couldn't really find anything. So if you guys have any ideas as to why this is the case, um, please let me know. I'd love to know exactly why they decided to avoid um, Valve's proprietary online video game store for the PC. Um, but again, no Steam. 
Uh, you'll have to wait for that. I don't know if they ever plan on bringing it to Steam, but we'll just have to wait and see. But uh, yeah, so that pretty much wraps up all of our news. Um, mostly Nintendo, but there then the, there was some Bethesda there at the end there. So we had some good variety. Um, we'll be covering the next couple of weeks news um, in the coming weeks until the next episode. Um, so I also have some quick hits, which are going to be just quick little news topics that uh, I found that I thought were interesting. And we'll be right back. So the quick hits for our news here, uh, 343 Industries have confirmed that Halo Infinite will be a sequel to Halo 5 and not a spinoff or a prequel, um, so it won't be any sort of different storyline or anything like that. It'll just be a straight up sequel to Halo 5. Good news there. Uh, CI Games have also announced Sniper Ghost Warrior Contracts, um, which is a new direction for the franchise, they were quoted as saying. So we'll have to wait and see exactly what that's going to look like for them. Uh, Focus Home Interactive has also confirmed that Vampire is getting its own series. Vampire, Vampire, not really sure how to say that title. I've heard it both ways. Uh, but again, they're getting their own TV series. It's going to be developed by Fox 21. Um, Toys for Bob Studio has announced that Spyro Reignited Trilogy um, will be delayed from no um, September 21st to November 21st. Um, that's setting it forward a few months there, so you'll have to wait a little bit longer to get your nostalgia on with Spyro. Uh, Bandai Namco and Tarsia Studios have actually announced that Little Nightmares has sold 1 million copies, which is great news. That was a great little game um, that I love the art style of it's from the team that I believe had a hand in the little big planet series So glad to see them chugging along at 1 million copies uh, Fulbright and Annapurna sorry about that um, Have announced that gone home is actually coming to switch and it's coming very soon August 23rd is when that's hitting the switch eShop So look for that there and then the last bit of our quick hits here Arcane Studios has announced that Dishonored is taking a break with no future titles planned. This, I would assume, is due to poor sales. Unfortunately, the Dishonored series has just not really stacked up that well against the competition. Although they're fantastic games, they just don't really do well in the sales front compared to, you know, your Call of Duties, your Battlefields, your Halos, your big hitters, um, and even some of the other Bethesda properties. So, disappointing but understandable news. Their last release was uh, Death of the Outsider, so... We'll just have to wait and see what the future of that franchise is looking like. They also have Prey that they're working on currently, so it's not surprising as well that they maybe want to focus on one uh, project at a time. But that's our quick hits. Uh, I'll be right back with the watch list for some new release games. Moving on to our last segment, we have our watch list uh, for August 20th through September 2nd. These are just all the games that are coming out for several different platforms um, that stood out to me that look interesting um, or any sort of noteworthy um, releases that are coming out for these consoles that you may want to take a look at. Um, so starting off with the Nintendo Switch, um, on the 23rd of August, we have The Low Road from X-Gen Studios. This is a point-and-click adventure game um, set in the 70s, I believe, so take a look at that. Uh, on the 24th, then we have Night Trap from Limited Run Games and the original um, developer, Digital per Digital Pictures. Excuse me. Uh, this is an action puzzle game, um, kind of a quirky and dumb-looking um, puzzle game. So... It, 
it just looks interesting, so go check it out. It looks like it was made on an old VHS tape. This is a game that came out a very long time ago that was remastered for modern consoles. So again, that comes on the 24th of August. Uh, coming on the 28th, we have Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate from Capcom. Um, that's the acclaimed action RPG franchise and their latest entry. And first one to come to the Switch. I know a lot of people have been asking for a Monster Hunter World to come to Switch. So if you were looking for that and are disappointed that it's probably not going to make it there, this is a good consolation prize for you with Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate. So look for that on the 28th. Also on the 28th, we have a re-release, uh, D-Blob 2 from Nordic Games, possibly one of the worst titles I've ever read. Again, it's D-E-Blob 2. Uh, that's a 2.5D platformer, again, from Nordic Games, coming out on the 28th, so go check that out for yourself. Um, on the 30th, the last title we have for the Switch is The Messenger. Um, this is uh, from Devolver Digital, and it's a retro kind of pixel-style art um, action platformer that's coming to the Switch. Um, so it looks pretty cool. Um, got an interesting little art style. We've kind of had a pixel art overload when it comes to the Switch, so... Hopefully this is actually a good game and not just a capitalization on that art style. So you'll just have to wait and see and play it on the 30th when it comes out at the end of the month. Um, now on PlayStation and Xbox, um, there weren't any standout on those specific platforms. Most of them are cross-released, so they're going to be released on both um, consoles. Um, with the exception of our first one, um, on the 21st, First, excuse me, <laughs> coming to PS4 only, we have Guacamelee 2. This is from Drinkbox Studios, and it's the sequel to the action platformer that came out, I believe, in 2015. Um, this is a really cool, like, luchador-inspired um, adventure game um, that looks awesome. It's got a great... Um, very unique art style, very colorful, um, and, and kind of an exploration of Hispanic culture. So excited for that one to come on the 21st. Um, now coming to games that are coming to PlayStation and Xbox. Um, also on the 21st, we have the re-release. That's important to remember. Re-release of Shenmue 1 and 2. This is not a remaster. But these two games are coming from Sega, um, who are the original developers of the game. Um, but that comes on the 21st. Obviously, that's the RPG adventure game that is um, hailed among the gaming community as one of the best gaming series of all time. I personally think it's a little overrated and don't really find it interesting. But if that's your thing, keep on going. You got Shinmu 1 and 2 to play in the time while you're waiting for Shinmu 3, which will inevitably get delayed again because it's been delayed like three or four times already. Um, so go pick that up on the 21st. Um, on the 24th, we have F1 2018 coming from Codemasters. That is the Formula One racing game. Um, so go pick that up on the 24th. Uh, coming on the 28th, this is uh, my personal pick, um, I guess pick of the episode or pick of the watch list I, i'm not really sure i'm still looking for a name for this game that i pick for every single list that i go through um, but strange brigade um, is coming from rebellion that's coming to ps4 and xbox one um, it's a co-op third person shooter in the vein of indiana jones and glorious bastards um, those types of movies you can expect um, that kind of humor and sort of retro vibes coming from it um sort of the world war ii era um adventures um, but definitely a lot more indiana jones vibes than i expected uh, but this, again this is a co-op third person shooter where um you and um, three other friends 
uh, fight through waves of enemies, sort of in, in the same vein as like the uh, Zombie Army trilogy, if you've ever played that. It's very similar to that game. Um, so go check that out for yourself. That's definitely my pick for the list. Um, I'm very excited for this one to come out and play with my friends. Again, that's coming to PS4 and Xbox One on the 28th of August. And on the 31st, we have two titles. We have, uh, excuse me if I completely jack this up, Naruto to Boruto Shinobi Striker. Uh, from Bandai Namco, that's a fighting game um, from them. Also, we have Divinity Original Sin 2, Definitive Edition from Larian Studios. Um, that is the RPG title that is in, um, critically acclaimed as far as I know, as far as the, the two Divinity games. Those are some games. If you really like RPGs, you should go pick that one up for yourself. But I assume since it's de the Definitive Edition, everything comes on it. Um, so that's our watch list for the 20th through the 2nd. Um, so go check out those games that I mentioned and let me know if you like any and we'll be right back thank you guys so much for watching this has been in other news episode one again the inaugural episode of this brand new series from hammer down um, hope you guys will tune in for the next weeks to come uh, this will be a bi-weekly series so look for the uploads every couple of weeks um, thank you guys again for staying patient with us we're doing some restructuring just due to some busy schedules um, and busy lives so we're kind of making some changes to, to make the channel better but hopefully we'll have um, some new content rolling out here soon just really excited about what's to come from the project so um, again, stick with us, and um, we'll hopefully have some fun over the next couple of weeks and months. Um, but again, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HammerDownNet. You can also find us on Twitch at U Twitch and YouTube. Um, search us out, HammerDown or HammerDownNet on those networks. Um, we're also on Patreon. Um, if you'd like to donate to the channel and make it better and give us um, an opportunity to get some better equipment and enhance the channel and just make it overall better, um, go to patreon.com slash hammerdownnet and take a look and see the offers that we have for our Patreon tiers. Again, that's patreon.com slash hammerdownnet. Um, also, if you want to check out all of our articles and written reviews, um, opinion pieces, those types of things, we are on Blogger. Um, so I believe it's blogspot.com slash hammerdownnet. I might be wrong on that, but if not, just um, go to our main page on Facebook. You should be able to find um, our latest posts. Um, or the, the blogger, it's because it's blogger.com or blogspot, one of the two. Go check that out over there. Again, that's where all the written articles articles are and any sort of um, pieces that we do as far as the written stuff goes. Uh, so, again, thank you guys for tuning in so much to In Other News. I'm Wild Bill, your host, and tune in next time for the next edition, and we'll see you then. Take it easy, guys. Mm -hmm.